Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 592, Productivity Advice for the Weird, part two, by Ramit Sethi, I'll teach you to be rich.com, and I'm Justin Mollick, your personal narrator, reading to you every day, just like an audiobook, free of charge. And today's a continuation, so a lot like an audiobook, actually. Consider this chapter two. So if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, definitely check out that one first, so that this makes a lot more sense. And with that, let's hear part two, as we optimize your life. Productivity Advice for the Weird, Part 2, by Ramit Sethi of I'llTeachYouToBeRich.com. Fundamental number three, I have a consistent meal plan and stick to it. I hired a chef to prepare food for me based on my fitness goals, so now every single day I know exactly what my meal plan is. It's one decision every week and not 21 decisions across the week. And when I go out to eat, I order anything I want guilt-free knowing that I eat on plan 95% of the time. By the way, if you can't afford to hire a chef, which is maybe my largest extravagance, the second best option is to meal prep on Sundays, packing each meal into its own container. Suddenly, you don't have to think about food and you can be thoughtful about your nutrition. Fundamental number four, I optimize my calendar. Show me a man's calendar and his spending and I'll show you what he prioritizes. I love the stability of knowing exactly what I'm going to do every day. For example, every Monday is the same, an all-team call, a product strategy call, etc. Every Tuesday is the same. Same for Wednesday, my no-meeting strategy day and the day I catch up on reading all of my articles tagged strategy and pinboard and allow myself to actually feel things. A 14-year-old is cognizant of her feelings every single day, but I only have feelings on Wednesday. I also set up my calendar to take advantage of my creative energy I have my best ideas in the morning. As the day goes on, I shift from individual writing to team calls. The theme, I reduce variables so I can be totally present and focused. I'm not wondering, what am I doing today? Because my weeks always look the same. I don't wonder, what am I going to eat tonight? Because my meals are pre-cooked. Psychological switching costs are real and I'd rather save my energy for other things. All of these are totally unsexy and most people will skip right over them. I know I did when I was younger. Yeah, yeah, sleep is important, I would say. But what apps do you use? I was an idiot. Get these big wins right and the productivity apps you use are irrelevant. Questions to ask yourself. On average, do you sleep seven to eight hours a night? Do you wake up knowing exactly what you're going to do every day? Is your workspace clean and organized? Is your calendar arranged to match your energy throughout the day? Do you know exactly what you're going to eat tomorrow and does it give you energy? 
Tier two, psychology. Why do we feel guilty about time management? Why do we use words like information detox when it comes to our work? And why are we so embarrassed about the things we actually need in order to be productive? For example, when I host a webcast late at night, I always end up going to sleep at 1 or 2 a.m. much later than usual, thanks to caffeine and adrenaline. I used to have my normal meeting scheduled for 9 a.m. the next day, and I'd be totally out of it all day. One day, it occurred to me that maybe I should push back my 9 a.m. meeting by an hour on the rare days when I hold a webinar the night before. You know the next thing I felt? Embarrassment. I shouldn't need to push back the morning meeting. I'm a machine, right? Doesn't everyone just talk about powering through it? Also, isn't it self-indulgent to give myself an extra hour in the morning? The answer, of course, is I was working until 10.30 p.m. the night before, and this only happens once a month. It's perfectly fine to give myself a little time to catch up. This is why I spend so much time on the emotional and psychological side of productivity. If I didn't tackle these deep issues, the feelings of guilt, embarrassment, and should-itis, we would just jump right into the third section, tactics. No productivity app or seven-second solution is ever going to tackle the psychological and emotional barriers we feel. Only you can do that. And it's hard. Mind hack number one, set clear boundaries. 100% of the time I hear someone saying they're overwhelmed, when I dig in, I discover someone with an inability to set boundaries. Some questions to consider. When was the last time you said no when someone asked you to help them? When was the last time you decided what you want to do on a weekend instead of letting someone else decide for you? When was the last time you turned down money or an opportunity because it didn't fit in with your larger goals? Mind hack number two, be unapologetic with what you need. Are you comfortable doing things that seem extremely weird to others in order to be productive? Does it seem weird, OCD, too picky? Would you be embarrassed to tell someone this is what you want? Imagine the many ways you could implement this principle of a pixel-perfect day. You always put your cell phone in the same pocket or area of your purse so you're never fumbling around for it. You always tuck your shoelaces into your shoes so they're organized and you can avoid wrangling them when you pick your shoes up. You set a rule to automatically reorder toilet paper when you get below two rolls, or spinach, or toothpaste, etc. Mind hack number three. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part two of the post titled Productivity Advice for the Weird by Ramit Sethi of I'llTeachYouToBeRich.com. I'll leave it there for today. We'll wrap up the rest of this post tomorrow, so stay tuned for that, where your optimal life awaits.